welcome, welcome, welcome to Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree. I am very, very excited, Bree, that we are doing this show. Um, you want to tell people what happened and why we had to switch shows and what the title, what are shows all about yes. tonight, Bree? Intro. Yes, yes. So once upon a time, we had <laughs> the lovely Valentina Burton, the fortune teller of Dallas, uh, scheduled for the show tonight, and we were going to be talking about public image because Valentina does a lot of really cool uh, public gigs. And we'll do that show at some point in the future. But what was interesting is in the past uh, couple of weeks, I guess like the past like three weeks, I would say, if you've been kind of keeping a, a tab on the world of divination and tarot and metaphysical businesses, you may have heard some of the stuff that happened with like Sylvia Brown. She got called out for incorrectly stating that one of the women that had been held prisoner in Ohio was was murdered and she actually was alive, as we found out, and uh, and caught quite a bunch of flack for that. And we've also had, in our, in our own personal orbit, we've had several people coming to us or even experiencing ourselves some real shoddy practices around integrity and the integrity of, you know, running your business, how you're presenting yourself, how you're being in the world. And so it was kind of cool. You know, this is sometimes this is the, the coolness of being in that space of Mercury and retrograde. Uh, at the last minute, Valentina had to cancel. She had a previous engagement that she hadn't been aware of. And Teresa and I got together really quickly yesterday and we're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And we were like, hey, let's do this show on integrity because we've been wanting to do it and it's been such a relevant topic. But, you know, we're super organized, and we have our shows planned, like, way in advance. So this was a real treat, actually, that it opened up. And, uh, and I'm really excited about it because I think that, you know, if, if, there's, if there's one thing that I, that I could say, make this the foundation, right? Like, build, build your business on this foundation, and the rest will follow. It's this. It's, it's having integrity, walking your walk and talking your talk. Absolutely. I think that is so important because, you know, here's the thing. All you have ultimately is your name. That's really it. And if you have mud on your name because you are running your business maybe in a negative fashion or or doing things that um, make you look like you're shady, it really can limit your ability to attract the work that you want. It can... I mean, nobody can sustain themselves if they are not functioning from that place of honesty and earnestness and really doing your business in a way that matches up with who you are. And, you know, I've got to tell you, Bree, uh, what you said about the Mercury retrograde and all this weird stuff going on, uh, you know, with Sylvia Brown and all that. Also, what I've noticed, too, is um, other people have been talking about the subjects that we're talking about tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I've been noticing that there's been a lot of buzz around the subject of being yourself, um, working out of integrity, and like you say, walking your walk and talking your talk. So I think this is an actually a very um, important subject, not just for metaphysical business owners, but you know, really for anybody who's running their own business. So yeah, I think this absolutely. is a show that a lot of us are going to find to be actually quite important. Yeah. 
I totally agree. And, you know, one of the things that we'll get into is if you're on the receiving end of some practices that are coming off as not having integrity or not being ethical, you know, what do you do? We've had, I, I think, Teresa, we run in some of the same circles in social media, and right. I know there have been several people who have been saying, you know, okay, this happened, like, what's the right way to kind of confront this person or to deal with this? Like, do I take it public? Do I keep it private? Like, do I ignore it? And so, you know, I think one of the things we'll try to, we'll try to talk about tonight is some of, some of the responses that being on the receiving end of a lack of integrity can, uh, can you know, what those might be. Right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think actually this is a subject that we could probably <laughs> break into a couple of different shows. And, <laughs> and you know, so <laughs> I think it's, yeah. fun that it's it, it, you know, this, this could be something that we weave as an ongoing theme in a lot of the other shows. You know, the one thing I also want to say, Bree, anybody who's in the metaphysical industry, we get a lot of flack. We really, yeah. really do. Um, people automatically assume, for example, that if you are a tarot reader, that somehow you are um, doing chicanery. Or yeah. if you are a yoga teacher, that, you know, like you're this sexy, skinny girl, you know. I, I, I mean, people, <laughs> they'd be disappointed if they really uh, connected with me. <laughs> or they, you know, they assume that if you're a massage therapist or something, you know, hot and sexy going on there, too. You know what I mean? It's like people have all these yeah. assumptions about healers being flaky or hoodoo artists being, like, creepy. And, yeah. you know, so we get a lot of flack. So I think, actually, if you're in a metaphysical field, functioning with integrity um, is probably even more important for us because we're already looked at as either being flaky or maybe sleazy or naughty or, you know, uh, something right. on the fringe. So uh, right. we have to really, really pay attention to our P's and Q's, which doesn't mean you don't be yourself. It just means you have to be more of yourself ultimately. Yeah, I think that that is, is really beautifully said. And, you know, it, it, it's tough, too, because, on the one hand, we have to see, we have to understand that from people who, you know, in the muggle world, right, that a lot of this stuff is, it's it's hard to understand. A lot of our language around it is not really refined. You know, many of us don't have a common vocabulary. And, uh, and so, you know, I think it's important to be aware of that and to be aware that, you know, Sometimes the, the confusion or the curiosity is not coming from, you know, ill intention. It's just like, I don't know what the heck it is that you're doing. But at the same time, we really have to see that, uh, you know, there are people in this field who, who are scam artists. And, you know, we need to be aware of that. And I think definitely from my work, you know, a, a lot of what I do is client education, you know. Right. There's a lot, right. of, a lot of conversations of like, you know, Work with me or don't work with me, but but if you know you start hearing this kind of a script or if you start hearing this kind of a sale, then you know walk and run the other direction. So I think that I think it's super important, and I also think that it's something that because we can be really targeted and called out in a way that people in other professions aren't. There's a tendency to want to you know, kind of hide in the shadows and not necessarily bring the full spectrum of who you are to to the game. And, and you know, I think that's totally understandable, but that also becomes that, that place where 
weird integrity stuff can start to happen and you can start to sound like someone else or you can start, you can go from a place of, gee, I really respect this person and I think this person has really nailed it to a place of, I'm kind of copying everything this person does and like, I want her friends to be my friends and I want her teachers to be my teachers and I want to be her. And, and that gets a little creepy. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, actually, um, I want to I, I want to get back to this copycat thing, but I want to ask you this, Bree. What does integrity mean to you? How do you show up with integrity in your business? So I think, and I, I hope that the NSA is listening in this phone call because you guys should take some lessons from this. I think that integrity, first of all, is about transparency. Um, I think you really need to be clear on you know what it is that you're that you're doing, what it is that you're promising, what it is that you're not going to do, what it is that you're not going to promise or guarantee. Um, you know, I think Teresa, you just did a blog post on our ultra readers psychic, and and I think that that's such a great you know sort of jumping off point here. You know, no, not every tarot reader does build themselves as a psychic. I specifically don't, and I'm really clear with my people. You know. And if, if I have a client who's sitting for me and they want me to, you know, be guessing about everything that's going on in their lives, I'll just tell them I'm happy to refund your money. This is not the way that I read. So I think integrity, first of all, is transparency. And then second of all, it is Jennifer Luden had a really good um, blog post several months ago that was about owning up to your lineage. And I think that's super important. You know, if you have people who have influenced you, if you have colleagues who have influenced you or teachers who have influenced you, absolutely uh, recognizing that and, and letting people know that, you know, and, and being upfront about that I think is super important and not acting like, you know, you, you just arrived five years ago and, and you knew all of this stuff. And then, right. you know, the, the rest of it for me is really what I said, you know, walking your walk and talking your talk. So that's, that's, you know, doing this, doing your work, whatever your work is, right, whether you're a card reader or an accountant or a gardener or whatever, doing it in the way that is true to who you are and true to what you believe and communicating that clearly so that your clients know what they're walking into. And, and you know, for me, a huge part of my stuff is, Really, I want my, you know, my clients and my students are just absolutely, as far as business goes, my number one priority. Like, right. you know, I want them to know that they are well taken care of. And so for me, that's a huge part of it. But not everybody has that same value, and that's cool. It just needs to be clear what it is that you stand for. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the ways that you can do that is through your web presence. Uh, I think yes. it's really, really important to be clear about what kind of clients you serve, so nobody gets surprised if they show up and you're not an animal communicator, for example, if they we yeah. don't want them showing up with their poodle. Um, you know, being clear about what your abilities are, what your what your limits are, who you work with, um, speaking also in your own language is very important. Uh, you know, like for example, a lot of clients know that I do drop the f bomb. I swear. Uh, right. They they know right. you can you know I don't like swear all over my website but people know that about me uh, I don't hide that I'm not going to pretend I'm a prissy Pollyanna type I'm you know sometimes a little 
rough around the edges, but that's just my personality. Uh, I think a lot of times, too, when I'm putting out my blog posts, you know, I put on stuff like uh, about my love for rap music and things like that. So people get a really good idea of what they're going to be walking into. They're not going to come in here and get something radically different. Uh, you know, even one of the things, too, I'm, I'm really big about putting my pictures out there. And, like, sometimes, too, like, even on my Facebook page, I'll put a picture of me with my family doing things. I want people to know I'm a real person. Um, you know, I'm kind of silly. Uh, I have a lot of weird interests. And, you know, the more we are open about those things, again, I think we are serving our clients better. But also, we're giving people the opportunity then to pick and choose someone who really resonates with them. Not everyone oh, so true. is going to resonate with me. And there's going to be people who are completely turned off by, you know, the fact that I watch Maury. <laughs> 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 there's going to be people also that maybe they're not looking for the type of tarot reading I do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's so important when we are putting our information out there, whether it's a blog post or website, whether it's when we meet people in person, that we just simply – kind of be ourselves and let them know what we can and can't do. Uh, we don't make self-promises, and I think uh, when we do that, it, that's, we get right to the heart of what integrity is. We don't give false a false promise or a false image of who we are or what we can do. Yeah, yeah, I think that's beautifully, beautifully said. Um, and, you know, that, seg- that segues nicely into the next question that I have, which is, you know, so we've talked a little bit about how we present ourselves to our clients, and we've talked about some of the concerns with the non-woo-woo world. Right. Um, but but what about what about when we want to present ourselves to, you know, a a broader audience, right? And this is something that anyone who's been in business for a while, like everybody has to deal with this too, right? It's not just metaphysical uh, business owners. You know, at some point. If, you're, if your specialty is repairing lawnmowers and you really want to grow your business, you're going to have to look for publicity that's not aimed at specific people who need their lawnmowers repaired. So right. when, we're, when we're talking to people who really don't get our stuff, how, how do you treat that? And I mean, you've been doing this for so long. You know, so what, what do you find really works as far as translating the work to what I would call like the muggle world? Here's the thing. Sometimes, no matter how much you try to translate it, there are going to be people who don't get it or who are turned yeah. off by it or, you know, it's just something that doesn't resonate with them. They're still going to think, oh, yeah, you know, you weirdo. Uh, that's going to happen. And you have to get over that. You have to, like, yeah. not think that I've got to, like, water this down and convince people that what I'm doing is something that they're going to love and they have to go for it. I don't really believe in doing that. You know, when I meet people, uh, even people that, you know, maybe are a little more conservative in their thinking, I let them know, Mm -hmm. I'm a a professional tarot reader. And sometimes that may open up a conversation where they may say, tell me more about it. There might even be a little bit of weirdness, and you can tell their kind of trepidation. You can even tell sometimes though they might get a little rude. I just let them know what I do, what I, how much I enjoy my work, and I don't try to sell anything because, yeah. you know, if, I'm, if they're not into it, they're not into it. Why would I try to, like, push a version of myself or try to, like, clean it up so it sounds palatable? That's not who I want coming in my office. I mm-hmm. want the person, when I mention I'm a tarot reader, like, oh, really? Well, 
well, what is that? What do you do? And then I can tell them. I can tell them my normal excited tone, and it's like, oh, my God, yeah, I do tarot. I read cards, and here's what it can do for you, and it's really awesome. If somebody isn't feeling that, if they have trepidation, you know, I really just let them know what I do. I don't put a filter on it, really. I just leave the F word out, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, and, and, you know, I'm just, I just really believe is like, you know, tell them what it is and leave it at that, and that's about it. Uh, What about you? What do you think about that? How would you explain it to somebody that maybe isn't into it or they don't get it or they think you're a freak? What do you think is your strategy, your mindset on that? Totally. You know, I um I'm very similar to you. Like I have a real belief that the people who are supposed to find me will find me. And and I've been surprised at a lot of the people that find me. I, I may have mentioned on the show before, but I remember when Sarah Palin was running for uh VP and I had a, a guy call me and he was like, I'm a conservative Christian and I'm voting for Sarah Palin and I was like, Okay and he was like, Do you want to read my cards? And I was like do you want me to read your card? Sure. <laughs> I'm down for it. So and he's actually one of my favorite clients and one of my I, I love him. So, you know, I, I'm I'm surprised sometimes by the people that show up in my orbit, but always, always grateful. And, you know, one of the things that you said that I think is is so important, um, is not trying to sell people on what you do, especially not trying to sell people in you know when when you're first meeting them and and you know I I just had someone on Twitter get like contact me and they didn't introduce themselves or anything they just asked me to follow them and I was like who why would you do that like just you know just tell me at least tell me who you are and like what you do I mean I'm down for following whoever but you know it felt really aggressive um right and when I was when I was starting out you know. I did not have a lot of money at all, and I, you know, I every single client who walked through my door, I really needed that client. Um, but I really resisted the desire to be salesy and to be grabby, and I think it's probably one of the best things I did for my business, especially early on, was was to really, you know, not go there, even though it was very tempting to go there when you're really needing the bus, right. you know. You know, and, I'm, and I'm just, from that same mindset, though, Bree. Same mindset. Uh, it is tempting that you think you got to like take everybody in the door, and you mm-hmm. know that, that's that scarcity mentality. And you know what that yeah. scarcity mentality does? Then it causes people to think they have to morph into something that they think somebody may want, or or what somebody might be comfortable with. And then the next thing you know, you're not being yourself. The right people aren't coming to you. People are not being served the way they really need to be served. And then you have a business that's totally built on a shaky foundation. It can't and last. So, and it's so true. And and you and a lot of times you've got clients then that you're not serving as well as you could be because they're not the right clients for you. And and right. I mean I I think that that's just like that's so essential. You know not not to not to go there. Even though when you need the money, I know it can be really tempting. But it but it's like if you can resist that, you will you will do a great deal of good for yourself and for your business. And also, you'll be giving clients what they want, not what mm-hmm. they think they, not what they think they're getting. You know, they're going to get something then that they really want. Uh, uh, not every client is going to want everything you offer. Not every That's client right. is going to dig you or me. 
you know, they're going to want different things. People want variety. They want different things to choose from, you know, which is why um, copying somebody else, with, I'd like to go and segue into that part now, um, yes. why yes. copying somebody else is the most inauthentic, unsustainable business model that you can really do. I got a very interesting um email today from uh, that led me to a blog post from Natalie Lucier and I, I just want to quote something that she said because this I think really hits home uh, what we're talking about today let me go right to it she, she wrote a blog post called online persona is it the real you and the quote that I love let me see where it is trying to be someone else online is going to be hard to sustain and people can usually smell it when you're not being true to yourself that yeah. is so true. Yeah. That is so true. You know, if you're not out there being yourself and running a an ethical business, if you're out there like copying everybody that you think is popular or, you know, that you think people are going to want to work with so you want to get those same people in your door, you are really creating a, a world of hurt for your business, I think. Yeah. You know, I was I, I want to... I want to kind of dig into that a little bit because it's a very tricky thing. You know, there's, there's copying. There's like, like there's douchebag copying where it's just like, okay, you just totally ripped that off of somebody's website. And, and you know, I think, and I have many colleagues who have suffered from that, you know, who, who have had somebody do that to them. And I think when that kind of a thing happens, you file a DNC, take down notice, and, you know, you, you just take the gloves off when it's just blatant plagiarism like that. But then there's copycatting that comes about for other reasons. And, you know, for those of you who were in, who were listening in on the beginning of the, the phone call before we started recording, I have said that, you know, I'm a Libra, right? So I can be kind of impressionable. And, and when I see, like, a good idea, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I like the way they're doing that. And, you know, that's awesome. That's that's a really good thing to do for your business. It's kind of like a magpie approach. Take a little here, take a little there. But what you have to be careful about with that space is then, you know, trying to copy the tone or trying to copy the, you know, the content. What you, what you have to do and what will really help you is if you see something like that that you like, whether it's a website or an outfit or, you know, like whatever it is, um, to ask yourself, well, why do I like it? You know, what what is it about that that really appeals to me? And I think that that will really help. Um, Absolutely. You know, I think I think that can that can get down underneath it. And if you're copying someone because you're afraid of your voice, or you just think that like they're 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 really nailing what it is that you want to be doing. Then I think you got to go back to the drawing board because you're not you're not seeing your unique individual self and what you bring to the party that nobody else has brought. <laughs> That's right on. And you know, here's the thing uh, for me: uh, I, I'm not one that is that impressionable, partially because I'm old, so I'm set in my ways. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm very set in my ways. I'm very fond of my own opinions. I like what I like. Uh, my husband knows that he will never get me to like Pink Floyd ever, no matter what. Uh, you know, so I'm very, very super set in my ways, and I'm very much about being an individual, and it's been very important to me. And one of the things for me also, and this is going to be me sharing a little personal story with you guys who are listening, 
when somebody copies my stuff, I take it really to heart because my I've had identity theft happen to me twice. And so when someone copies my work, that's what it feels like happening all over again for me. It's like, why would this person want to take my identity? Because the thing is, when someone's copying something that I'm doing, I don't look at it like, oh, my God, my business. I don't worry about that. My business has been here for 20 years. There's more than enough work for all of us. You know, I don't have a scarcity mentality. I have a one of abundance. So I never worry about that. But what I feel then is like, this is my identity. This is me you're taking. You're taking my voice. And I don't like that. So... For somebody like me, when it's and it has happened to me on a on a lot of occasions. Yeah, uh, yeah, you you've been targeted for sure. Yes, I mean really hardcore targeted. Where I've had people like copying my header, uh, blog posts. Uh, I had someone take the web copy uh, off one of my pages and basically use it as their personal swipe copy. And you know, to me, that is outrageous. And I don't care what the reason is behind it. I don't care if it's like because they got inspired. I don't care if they think that that is a standard industry practice to model their business after someone else's. It's right. just really, if it hasn't happened to you, you need to put your shoes on. You need to really step in someone else's shoes because when it does happen to you, let me tell you, it is a violating feeling. It is, yeah. you feel very, very violated. And it's a, you know, and there's not even a really good way to deal with it because you you if you confront the people they usually get mad they go into denial uh, if you say nothing then they're out there trying to be you you know it's just really a it's a it's a bad business practice it's something that if you are ever tempted to do something like that you really need to check yourself before you wreck yourself because you are potentially not just hurting your business but there might be somebody on the other end who's worked very, very hard to do their business like I have, and we feel really offended, and we don't feel flattered by that imitation. We feel very offended. Yeah, I think that a really – if you find yourself on the, on the you know, I, I'm loving this person, and I'm taking their ideas, and I'm repackaging them as my own – and if you're doing that and you you know that there's something off about it, then my recommendation is, is not to do it, right? First of all, stop. And to get in touch with a person and to tell them, like, I really love what you're doing, and then see what you can do for them or what you can offer them. You know, the best teachers I've had in my life have been teachers that I, I met and I was like, okay, this person is just really awesome. They've really got it going on. I don't want to be them, but I totally want to learn from them because I think they're nailing it. And my attitude has always been when I've seen somebody like that, you know, it's like, what can I do? Like, what can I do to hang out with you? <laughs> I'm totally shameless about it. I'm like, do you need me to file something? Do you need me to clean something? Like, I will do whatever. And so that, I think, is a much better approach because, you know, if, if somebody's voice is really, like, rocking your world to the point where you would actually, like, want it on your site or you would want to sound like that, chances are that they're on to something that really resonates with you. And so, like, don't copy them. Learn from them. That's somebody who probably is in a position to be an awesome mentor or an awesome teacher for you. And you don't. You certainly don't want to start out the relationship, like, pissing them off. You know, you want to... You want to start out that relationship on the right foot. And so I think that that 
that has worked very well for me. And I've had right. and I have great relationships that have, that have come out of that approach. Oh, absolutely. And you know, here's the thing, like for me, if, if somebody's doing something like copying someone else's business, they lose all their street cred with me automatically because of yes. that. What is wrong with you that you are so um, weak that you can't do your own thing? You don't have to try to be anybody else. You know, here's one of my favorite websites, which, by the way, I don't go to very many tarot websites. Um, a lot of the websites I spend time on are like Lil Wayne and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But one of the websites that I love a lot is Paula's Choice. It's a cosmetic and um, skincare company. I've been a loyal Paula's Choice fan for many, many years, and I've got very good skin to prove it. What I love about Paula's Choice is that her website is clean. She offers a lot. She's got very beautiful colors there. Um, her prices are fair. She's very educational. She's very down-to-earth. Do I want to sell cosmetics? No, I don't. But I love that type of a vibe. And I always think when I'm putting my website together, that was one of the influences for me. I wanted a site that was clean, pretty, had a lot to offer, uh, but also offered a lot of information. So, you know, mine wasn't inspired by a fellow tarot reader. I was more inspired by that. I really am a firm believer that you need to look outside your industry for influences. Because oh, yeah. that way you're going to have less of a problem uh, doing something shady if you are not looking there all the time. There is a yeah. Somebody turned me on to a blog post, and I won't mention who the blog post writer is, but this particular blog post person was telling people that you should look at who your competition is and you should stalk them online and show up where they're showing up, try to get interviewed where they're getting interviewed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because that way then you can get your brand to be as great as theirs or some garbage like that. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. Number one, do you know how much energy it takes to be a business stalker? Uh, Number two, could you imagine, Bree, if I was like watching everything that you're doing and then going and following and trying to like cozy up with everyone you're hanging out with, now all of a sudden I am going out there and trying to get interviewed where you're interviewed. How is that then me running my business? Totally. I mean, think about what kind of crummy advice that is to give somebody. That's Absolutely. not teaching someone how to run a business of integrity. That is teaching them how to go watch what someone else is doing, keep your eyes on someone else, and then basically you're running their business instead of your own. How is that? Yeah. Again, it's not integrity. I think that's right. I, th- I, think, that's, I think that's absolutely right. You know, that, that's where you go back and you look to, you look to the aspects of your business that, are either in alignment with you or not in alignment with you. And, you you know, you really, you go inwards. I mean, it's a hermit-type card thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you stop with the obsessing. And, you know, people, like, we've all had moments where you see somebody in your industry or in a related industry doing something really awesome, and you can feel that, like, oh, they are so nailing it. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to, I just, I totally want to, like, do that and be that person. And, you know, I mean, that's really, that happens. I mean, you know, it happened in high school. Sure. I remember everybody was wearing guest jeans, and I was like, oh, my God, I need a pair of guest jeans. I but, am um, never wearing popular fashion. I just want to say that for the record. Back in my day with alligator sweaters, I was wearing leopard print, and uh, people were threatening so me, awesome. so <laughs> I wasn't doing I, that. 
I totally like saved up a lot of money to buy a pair of dress jeans. It was not worth it. But anyway, you know, so this happens, right? Like we do this, and it happens. But I think that when you see that going on, first of all, you start to notice that you're not paying as much attention to your business. Are you getting new clients? Where are they coming from? And and the clients that you've had that are loyal that you love. Are they feeling like they're being taken care of or are they feeling like they're being a little bit neglected? You know, I think that's one place where you can really look. And, and you know, if all of the noise can really distract you, then turn the noise off. Like, don't, you know, don't, don't engage with it. You know, you, you do not have to be on Facebook to run a successful business. You know, if, if being on Facebook causes you a lot of angst and drama, don't do it. Right, right. And, you know, know, also you don't have to be on every news, every tarot newsletter or every metaphysical newsletter. Oh, yeah. I'm on very few. Uh, One of the ones that I do like is um, the one by Hillary Perry. Uh, Hillary was my apprentice. But I will tell you one thing. This is is just showing a really good example here. Uh, Even though she was my apprentice and we worked very closely for a year together on her business, her business is her business. It is nothing like my business. Her voice is truly her voice, her newsletters, very different than mine. They're wonderful newsletters. Uh, that is somebody who's doing her own thing, even though she worked closely with a person for a year. That's, you know, really something to think about. Whether you're working with a mentor, whether you're, you know, studying with someone or not, you have to still do your own thing. And she, I think she's a person that actually does it really well. Absolutely, absolutely. And I have, I have many students who are in, the magical arts and they do divination and they all very much have their own voices. I love them and I totally, and I love supporting them. And you know, this is something else that we wanted to talk about actually, Teresa, is, and again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you to start with it because you've been in the business for so long. Let's talk about how relationships with colleagues, and I include my students and my colleagues because I think I learn as much from them as they do from me. How does, how can those relationships uh, talk to the issue of integrity? Well, first of all, one of the things that I like to say before we even go there is you want to get rid of the the word competition and competitors, and you want to look at colleagues instead. I'm yes. a really big believer in that. I love, love, love my fellow tarot workers very much, and one of the things that I'm always about is really wanting to help and support them. And that is my mindset when I am doing anything and interacting with any of my colleagues. Uh, I think that associating with colleagues who really have their act together is very important because, and I've learned this the hard way myself, if you end up attaching yourself to somebody that is dubious or negative or, you know, maybe who is out there doing something a little shady, that shade falls on you. It really yeah. does. Uh, I, I had an incident where I was uh, working with someone for a very short while, and, you know, I had my gut instinct that there was something off about this dude. But I thought, okay, maybe I'm being judgmental, right? You, you don't want to be judgmental. You want to be cool, right. blah, blah, blah. Everybody blah. has their own way. Right. Yeah. Well, after a couple of months, things started getting really weird, so I'm like, I need to get out of this. And it didn't take long for me to do a little research and discover that this person wasn't on the up and up. So basically I wasted six months hanging out with this person, but, you know, whatever, got out of the way. But, you know, the whole experience really kind of soured me for a little while there. I was thinking, you know, I didn't want my energy attached to this person. They were negative. They were doing things that really made me raise an eyebrow. Uh, Getting away from that and running from it as far as I could 
was a priority because, you know, you just don't want that. You don't want that energy around you. You don't yeah. want it. Even if it doesn't do anything to really uh, affect your business, just that energy doesn't make you feel good. I like hanging out with, I've got a lot of wonderful peers. I mean, I love hanging out with people like James Wells because he's so smart. He's so kind. I love Joanna Paul Colbert. She's the deck designer mm-hmm. because she's mm-hmm. just such a great person. Donna Lay uh, uh, from Beyond Worlds is one of my best friends. And Susie yeah. from Sarkana, I just adore. There's so many of my peers that I love, and we have these great relationships. And being around people like that who have good relationships or who are just very positive, I think it really helps them to lift my own business's vibration. I really do. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. I, I could not agree more. And, you know, I think I said on the show before, when I was younger, I was super, super competitive. I'm, have, I can have a very competitive edge. And when, what happened that really changed that is I, I started a business with my best friend. Mm-hmm. And we had a business for three years. And you work day in and day out with your best friend. Man, it really forces you to look at yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you want to be friends after after the fact. And she still is my very best friend. And so, you know, that really, that was when I started really thinking about collegiality. And mm-hmm. I think it's so important, especially if you have your own business. Because mm-hmm. having your own business, especially for many of us now, the way we do it, we have a website, you know, we work from home. There, there's not that many opportunities to socialize face-to-face. And right. I think it's really important to have colleagues around you. And, you know, one of the things I really appreciated when the whole Sylvia Brown thing went down, you know, the tarot community and the, the divination community could have been really passive in the face of that. And, you know, there were some pretty harsh things that were written about us right. in, uh, you know, in, in mainstream uh, uh, publications. And I wrote a blog post about it that was really just, you know, my my thoughts and my feelings about it. And it totally went viral because all of my colleagues in the tarot community were like, this is really right on. And... You know, Beth Al's daughter picked it up and she put it on her blog and presented it to her right. audience. Like, you know, I mean, stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, something that could have been like a really crappy situation and inspired a really great dialogue around some of some of the issues that were coming up. One of them being integrity. And you know, if I didn't have those collegial connections, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Right. So I, I think I think that it's so important, and especially for younger people. I don't mean younger age-wise necessarily. I mean who haven't had a business for as long. You know, like people who are who are legit, who are really nailing it, and who are walking their talk and talking their talk. Uh, you know, they are people you want to associate with, and you want to listen to them. You know, because they've they've been around. They've seen stuff, and they can really help you. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the big thing. Um, they can help you. It doesn't have to. That's why I hate the word competitor. We don't yeah. have to be in competition with each other because, you know what, we're no. really not. We really yeah. aren't. Uh, like I like to say, not everybody who comes to me is going to uh, dig maybe what you do. And there's going to be people who are like, oh, I don't want what she does. I'd rather go to Bree. You know, that's not that's not a negative thing. There is more than enough to go around. And having your colleagues and having a support system is so important because it can be yeah. a lonely road when you're in the metaphysical industry. It can be very lonely yeah. because we are doing a fringe or what Mary Greer calls an outlaw career. 
So having yeah. a couple, yeah. you know, fellow gunslingers by our sides <laughs> keeps us safe. It, and also, here's the thing, too. When you do have really good people around you, when you do do something that's kind of crappy, it's nice then to have someone take you aside and say, hey, you know what, you probably shouldn't do that. You know, yeah, I, I think that's right. really helpful. Or being able to, like, if there's something going on, being able to contact, like, you know, my friend Donna Lay and say, oh, my God, I'm having this business dilemma. What do you think? It's really wonderful to be able to get that support and wisdom. Um, let me ask you this. What do you think, though? How do you think you should handle it if you are um, dealing with somebody you do find? Let's say you find out that they are really shady. Uh, like maybe they're doing some really con artist business practices. How would you, what way, advice would you give? In some way it's going to reflect on you. Yeah, totally. Well, so, you know, there's, I think that there are different, there's different levels of this. I think that if you know that there is somebody in your community or in, in an industry that's related enough that it, that it will directly affect you, um, and they are really like, I mean, they are just, shams and scams, you need to you need to get the word out. And how you do that is up to you. You know, some people are really comfortable just being totally out, open confrontation, like I'm gonna plaster your face on face your Facebook and tell everyone that you're a fraud. And some people are not down for that. And I'm personally not down for that because I just don't have the time to really deal with the drama that ensues in the face of that. And I think a lot of the time it becomes like you miss the core issue, which is that somebody's doing something that's just not cool. But what I will do is I will let my clients know about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I associate doing magic for people is, is a whole different world than row reading. And, you know, I'm a member of AIR, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, and I'm one of the founding members, and one of the reasons that we created AIR in the first place was so we had a group that had a code of ethics that all of the workers abide by. Mm-hmm. And I'm the ombudsman for AIR, and so I'm actually the person, if there's a complaint against one of our workers, I hear that, and I work to mediate and resolve that. So that's, that's one thing, you know, if there's, if there's any kind of, of group that you can join that has a really strong ethical code, that you're down for, I think that's a good idea. I think definitely getting the word out to your clients. And, you know, like, for me, again, there are certain patterns that I see in my line of work where, you know, somebody's told that they're cursed, and then $5,000 later the curse will be lifted. And so I do a lot of client education about this. You know, I, right. I want people to know, like, you know, no, this is, you know, this is <laughs> when, when this is the kind of stuff you hear, you know that you're being taken advantage of. Um, and I think that that's really important. And then, you know, and I, I teach. And one of the reasons that I teach is because I, I, have, I have a collection of practices and of approaches that have really worked for me. Mm-hmm. And I want awesome young women to, who are interested in this kind of work, whether they're hobbyists or they want to be pros, I want them to to be exposed to those practices so that they can take what works for them and, and leave it into their businesses. And I, I just think that that's really important, you know, so I really see teaching as as a big part of the service that I offer. Right, So those Absolutely. are some of the ways that I deal with it. Now, if somebody's doing something to me personally, 
I will I will contact them privately. I do not make like again, you know, it's I think that when it can be dealt with out of the public eye, that's the best approach. And I'll just tell them, Hey, what's up? Do you know what I do for a living? Do you really want to be doing this? Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really interesting too? Clients pay more attention to stuff than we think. When oh, when we're out there getting engaging in online wars and stuff like that, um, they do pay attention. Every once in a while, I'll get somebody you know uh, contacting me and saying, "Well, what's this about so and so and so and so?" And you know, for the most part, I I stay out of all that stuff. It's hard yeah. though, uh, especially if people do want to pull you into certain things. It, it is really hard. Uh, but you know, clients pay attention to that. So yeah, putting I, I all that stuff on blast stuff. isn't wise. Yeah, I think it also is just really, it's like it's such a huge energy drain, you know. It's like, is this what you want your energy to go to, man? Like, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah. So how can continuing to learn, I love this this question you had posed, too. Uh, so let's segue to this, because you did mention about your teaching your clients, but what about us learning? What about us learning? How about us, even if we are teachers, how can continuing to learn keep us full of integrity? So I love, like, if anyone has hung out in my orbit for a while, they know, like, I love books, I love learning, I studied philosophy for four years, I'm a total nerd, like, really, when we get down to it. And I think that, especially once you once we get to a level where, you know, we've got a solid income, we've got the right clients for us, and we're really, like, nailing it, and especially if we start to teach. And I know you, you're you doing teaching as well, Teresa, which is awesome because I'm taking one of your – I'm taking all of your classes, actually, <laughs> um, because they're so good. And because this is an, an example of what I'm talking about, you know, we – I had a – I had one of my dear mentors is a belly dance teacher, a beautiful belly dancer. And she made all of her most advanced dancers take the beginning class, at least one beginning class a week. And I thought, you know, I really paid attention to that, and I thought, you know, this is so important because if you get to a place where you feel like you have nothing left to learn, mm-hmm. I think that can start to really mess with your integrity. And and specifically, it can be about pride, you know, and, and and really like just feeling like you're the master and that there's there's nothing left and that everybody needs to be listening to you and you know, you're so you're so much more wise and so much more broad minded than everybody else. And I think that that you know, this is something that I think is more relevant to people who are more seasoned in their work. But it's just so important to remember like beginner's mind, you know, again yeah. and again. And, and to refresh ourselves. And, and it's also a beautiful way to support our colleagues, right? Like if somebody's doing a class and, and you know, it's, it's someone that you really consider a colleague and you've never really thought of them as a teacher, but the class looks awesome, like, of course you would do that, you know, and it's a great way to support them. You will, you will always learn something. So I think for me, that's how learning helps and, and being willing to take the role of student Right. Kind of keeps you keeps you humble in the right way. You know? I totally agree with that. 
Uh, I love going to the tarot conferences and taking classes there because you're always going to learn something interesting. Um, doesn't mean you're going to integrate it and all of a sudden you're going to become the teacher. You know, uh, uh, I, I, take, I took a really wonderful class with James Wells on tarot counseling. I'm certainly not a tarot counselor, but it was really right. great to get his perspective. It's like, wow, this is a different way of looking at tarot, uh, one that maybe perhaps I haven't explored. So I, I also am a huge believer in continuously learning and reading and exploring different ways to view your art. It's always going to yeah. make you a better reader. Otherwise you get, now here I am, of course, at the beginning of this <laughs> at the beginning of this, I said, yeah, I'm kind of an old fart and I'm, uh, I'm really fond of my own opinions. I, I am fond of my own opinions, but the problem is when you get fond of your own opinions and you get stuck in that, uh, you do then sometimes have a tendency to not open your mind to other things. Uh, right. So I could be very close-minded in certain things, but when it comes to the thing of learning, I love to learn. I love it. I never get sick of it. I'm always excited about new things that people are putting out there, new spins on things, even old spins on things. I like yeah. that too. I dig yeah. that. You know, yeah, this will again, it, it is a reminder that we don't know it all, that we don't have it all down, that there's all other people, all, all kinds of other people out there offering some fantastic stuff. Just like there's all these different tarot decks now. There's so much to yeah, choose from. exactly. If you don't want the Rider Waite, guess what? You can get the Baroque Bohemian Cats Tarot. I just got to put a plug for that because I just love that deck. But oh, it's such a great deck. Yeah, I know it is. I know somebody figured out that, like, true readers love cats. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just another thing that there, there's so much out there for us to learn. There's so much variety. There's so much great stuff. And as long as we can open our minds to that, we will continue to grow. And we'll get then, we'll, we won't be thinking we're like the, the high priest of tarot that we know all and we're the end all and be all. And I think that's important. Yes, I, I totally 110% agree. And that's a great way to kind of check your integrity is to have a teacher too. Because if you have a teacher and they're a good teacher and you're starting to like do some shady stuff, a lot of times, even if it has nothing to do with the material, the teacher will say something or will do something yeah. and you'll be like, oh. You know, I'm like, huh, I need to think about that. Well, Absolutely. I'll be <laughs> That's why, you know, also working with a coach for your business is a really good thing. They're going to oh, call yeah. you on your crap. And when you're running, unless they're like running a shoddy business, but, you know, if you're um, doing something then that really is smacking um, like it's uh, not being uh, part of integrity, they're going to probably call you on it. Yeah. That's yeah. good to get called on it once in a while. Absolutely, by somebody who really loves you and wants the best for you. Right, and it's yeah. also good to continuously question yourself, your motives, why you're in business, who you're serving, everything that yeah. you're doing. I, I'm a real big believer uh, in always con becoming conscious of what you're doing. And, you know, along the way, no matter how long you're in business, you are going to make mistakes. There are going to be times where maybe you put yourself out there in a way that's not authentic. Or maybe you connect with a dubious colleague. Or maybe you get involved in some crazy online war and you say things later that when you reflect on them, you look at it like, I probably shouldn't have said that. There may be times also where you get overly pushy and salesy. You know, you're going to learn. As long as you check back in when you do these things and check back in and ask yourself, why did I go that direction? What was happening there? What was driving me, and how can I now 
learn from that situation. You know what? Even if you do a big screw-up, you can turn that around. Yeah, you can turn absolutely. it around. That's exactly right. Huge, hugely important point. So Yeah, so the one thing I do want to say when we start talking about all this integrity thing, anyone can get integrity back. If you've done a big screw-up, let's say you've done something so heinous that you've pissed off your entire metaphysical community, you can start by apologizing. You can start by working to mend fences. And you can start by really questioning what was going on there and then really working towards making it better. You can always get yeah, you know, integrity back. This is this is this is so this is so I'm so uh, glad that you brought this up because I had something like this happen to me this week and I was on the wrong end. I I had I had made an appointment, rescheduled, 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 and and you know finally the person who was so gracious really had gotten her feelings hurt, you know, and it kind of felt like I was not respecting her work and and i right. totally was not that wasn't the case at all i love her i love her work but you know i'm a mom of a two-year-old and it was sort of like oh dude this is you know this way of working because it was a longer type of thing it was like this way of working is not where you're at right now baby you know so just like and i and so i had called her i immediately apologized i was like look i totally screwed this up i'm so sorry Here's the deal. She was amazingly gracious about the whole thing, and now we're fine. But you know, it right. was it was a, it was very clear, like you know, just be accountable and say I screwed this up, you know, and I'm super right. sorry about that. <laughs> Absolutely, anything could be repaired. You know, I like yes. to look at like, for example, in the yoga industry, Rodney. There was some scandal around him a couple of years ago, and yeah. he really worked hard to repair that and get back on track. And he's still as big as he's ever going to be. Uh, you know, there's still people who are going to fling fling poo at him because they don't like some of the stuff he did in the past. But he right. has been able to transcend that and keep on going uh, because he was able to, you know, be contrite about the things that he needed to, and he still continued to put out good work and stuff. So, you know, uh, we can always repair something. We can always Very repair much something. So. It all, if you are running your life from a conscious place, you can fix anything. You know, Bree, I, I notice we are coming to the top of the hour. We are not going to be able to take on any call, uh, callers tonight, unfortunately, because we only have a few minutes left. Uh, so I really want to, I know, I, this is a, I told you we could break this into a couple subjects. Really, we could. We could. You're so right. <laughs> um, the one thing I just want to go over again of what we talked about tonight, we talked about what integrity meant. And, you know, what it really boils down to is being yourself trying to really run a business as earnestly and honestly as you possibly can and presenting your clients as yourself and being true about what your abilities and limitations are. You know, really when it comes down, that is the bottom line. Uh, it's also important for us to remember that we need to continue to grow our education. I don't care if you're a tarot reader, a massage therapist, a yoga teacher, uh, a, a healer, an herbalist. You have to keep on learning. You don't want to get to that place where you think, like Peggy Hill said in an episode of King of the Hill, I'm a teacher, I'm done learning. We have to keep moving beyond ego. And more importantly, even if you have ever gone out there and just done something that really made you look bad, know that you can repair it. All is not lost. And you can always pull yourself back into integrity. It isn't as hard as people think. I'd like to tell people if they've ever had a business boo-boo, which believe me, I've had plenty. Uh, that's how you learn. 
and you just pick yeah. yourself up and you can go back and you can get right back on track. And sometimes when you do a screw up, you know what, Bree? It's a thing then that sticks with you and helps you to become even more full of integrity and earnestness. So a mistake isn't always a mistake. A mistake could actually be the thing that actually gets you back on track. That's right. That's right. So. Save you. (laughs) This was a very hot show. I hope everybody who tuned in tonight uh, enjoyed our chit-chat here. Uh, I hope you guys also uh, liked it. Uh, Feel free also on, on the Facebook page for the event if you have any comments or questions you know, yeah. Ask us. Don't be afraid that. to ask us that. Um, anyhow, you want to tell everybody what our next show is, Bree? Oh, my goodness, you guys. Are you sitting down? <laughs> we are going to have Alexandra Franzen on for the next show. Alex is found at alexandrafranzen.com, and she's, like, amazing. She She might be part unicorn. Yes. <laughs> I think so. She's very magical. I adore her, and I love her work, and I think we're going to have some great things to talk about. So I'm very much looking forward to that show. I'm going to tell everybody to tune in. It's on Wednesday, July 31st, so you've got plenty of time to plan for it. Uh, Clear your calendar. It'll be at the same time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And hopefully Mercury Retrograde will be kind, and Alex will be able to make it. Uh, And soon we'll let you guys also know when we are able to get Valentina rescheduled. So thanks again to everybody for tuning in. I'm Teresa Reed. You can find me at www.thetarolady.com. And, Bree, I love working with you. Please tell everybody where they can find you. I am Bree Saucy, and you can find me at www.milagro, that's M-I-L-A-G-R-O, root. All right. Thank you all for listening. We hope you have an awesome evening. And, yeah, let us know if you've got questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you. Bye-bye. Bye.